Greetings and salutations. You are listening to the Into the North podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the Commander format, also known as CDH. I'm one of your hosts, Reed, aka Sick Robot, and today I'm joined by my co-host Matt, aka Null. Yo yo. And Morgan, aka Spleenface. What's up, everyone? Um, in this episode, uh, we're going to go back to doing a format that we swore that we would never do, and then sort of reneged on that one multiple times in a row. We're doing a set review. Hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a slightly different. But I swear, angle. It's, I swear it's for good reason. Uh, we're gonna be reviewing the uh, universes beyond. Uh, Warhammer 40k or Warhammer 40,000 as they call it in mm-hmm. official magic streams which lord I hate that um, <laughs> but yeah we're gonna be reviewing the uh, 40k set because there's there's some pretty cool stuff in it uh, I won't lie um, especially there's like probably more commanders than we or more interesting commanders that we've seen like out of like a single set probably this year right I think I'm getting that wrong anyway there are um, definitely a lot of cool commanders out of the set, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so definitely worth looking at. Um, but before we get into all that, um, it's been a hot second since the last episode. <laughs> what have you guys been up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I well Matt, I, Matt's been doing a lot, of, I, a lot of work on a thing. <laughs> secret project. Yeah. Actually, and I think I also missed, like, the last couple episodes because they were special episodes or, or like guest episodes or just guest episodes yeah, yeah i think so it's been yeah, a while you and you have you and london have been like pretty absent from the last streak so it's yeah. good to have one of good you to be back, back. <laughs> yeah good to be back. but apparently we can only handle one at a time so i guess next week we'll have london on and then <laughs> you can uh, you can rotate out <laughs> that's the plan yeah we'll let london know yep i don't know yeah i've been uh I don't know, I've been playing Elven Ring, I guess. That's basically it. I've been oh, really true. Busy. That's a good one. Yeah. Are you playing on a... What's it called? PC. You, you, uh, well, no, no, I was going to ask if you're playing on like a uh, on like a steering wheel or something. On the <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah Play, playing it the way that you're supposed to play Souls games. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my Guitar Hero remote here, so... Yeah, exactly. Get that going. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, so I think without further ado we're just going to jump into housekeeping real quick uh we do have some more patrons thanks for supporting us even though we haven't done anything for a month much appreciated uh we're getting back to the groove so uh it'll keep it going um first up uh huge thanks to ken ken bauman um became a patron after the last episode and took us again an entire month to get around to thanking you but thanks ken much appreciated uh also john s and also rob s you all rock. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the podcast. <laughs> oh, we're gonna keep it going. Um in terms of new developments, uh we have some cool ones and they're both things that I guess I'm gonna be doing the announcing on, so I'll go do those right now. Um first of all, uh struck my my own ego for a second here. Uh I, well, so me, Lyndon, and Morgan all played in the uh recent Chaos Four tournament, Chaos at the Nexus Four. Uh sponsored by Sadnaz uh, podcast. Yep, the Sad podcast. Sorry, I, I didn't forget. I actually had something caught in my throat. <laughs> Nobody's gonna believe me, but I did. Um, but thanks for the Sadnaz guys. Uh, Adam specifically was super involved uh, with the running of the tournament, so um, much appreciated. Uh, it was actually I don't like Matt. I don't know you weren't there, but Morgan like this. For to me, this seemed like probably like almost the most well-run tournament 
in terms of like just um like how quickly it ran and sort of like without hitches um obviously like it wasn't perfect but i like it was in my in my opinion my experience was like just pretty smooth all the way through yeah, it was um, definitely a definitely a well-run tournament yeah seems um, like seems like the whole the whole community is definitely we're we're getting better yeah, we're, we're, st- we're, we're still room for improvement out. but like the last few tournaments i've been to i've been like wow these didn't have like you know any serious issues and you know just just keep it going todd so shout out to all the people who are putting on tournaments and doing a good job yep <laughs> um but yeah so that tournament um unfortunately uh morgan did in fact scrub out uh but Lyndon made tops oh, yeah no. it did that's a, that's a tragic <laughs> I, got, I, guess, I got turn two nost twice yeah uh, what did <laughs> you guys bring uh, i took uh, i brought I brought uh, Hermitless Sacred Thrust Timna, um, which is wow. pretty interesting. I, I, I do want to talk about that one, but yeah. uh, I don't want to dominate too much of this episode talking about that deck. Um, short, like, long, story, long story short, uh, I think the deck's really good. I, th- I, I really like Sacred Thrust Timna right now. I think that like the deck is just a pile of really good cards, and like all of your stuff is always live, and you can basically like you can beat any matchup with prep, basically. Um, or like as long as you know what you're doing, you like you're you're never completely out of a game. You always have winning chances, uh, which I really appreciate. Yeah, um, I mean that's nice. true of like every thrust in a deck, but like specifically this one where like you like quite literally are just not playing any bad cards. Everything in the deck is just good stuff. Um, even Wingcrafter, I'll defend that one. <laughs> even Wingcrafter, <laughs> um, yeah. And then Linden brought Riel. Uh, Linden actually made top sixteen. Um, so good shit, Linden. Um, keeping up the average, <laughs> and uh, I made top four, which yeah. I'm pretty happy about. Um. We're we're still working toward a tournament win on my end for this year. Uh, I did win the MLC, which we noted last episode, but that was a month ago, and also that episode was dedicated to Ken, so I'll take the room for Ego right now. Um, so on a pretty good run, still want to get a tournament win before the end of the year, but I'm not sure how likely that it is. Uh, I think, is there another evidence event before the end of the year? I don't believe so. I don't think so. So I think my only chance is going to be potentially Chaos five if they run that before end of year or Oktoberfest. yeah um so we'll see how that one goes we'll we'll try for it um but yeah so that was uh that was pretty fun um uh congrats to uh it was actually it was tremnek right yes or, right yeah it was tremnek that actually took it down which actually taking down a tournament on blue farm um <laughs> surprisingly it's mm-hmm. it's surprisingly surprisingly <laughs> like or it's surprisingly a surprise, rather. Uh, I don't know, like, what, when's the last time Blue Farm rolled Are a you tournament? okay there, bud? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're getting through it. Don't worry about it. But when is the last time the Blue Farm won a tournament? Like, it won like, one of the Tier 1 con uh, qualifiers, at the very least. I'm pretty sure Colkio won over the... a year ago? No, 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 no. Like, Colkio won the, like... Oh, like the, uh... Oh, okay, one of the, the events leading giving. up to it this year. It, it's oh, won okay. a bunch of tournaments that aren't, like, <laughs> specifically the U.S.-focused, like, <laughs> online tournaments. It's... so The whole, like, Blue Farm doesn't Blue win Farm. tournaments is, like, a meme. It's not Blue actually Farm true. Blue still doesn't win tournaments. It still has never won a tournament, will never win a tournament. So I see. Try again next time. <laughs> um 
But yeah, moving on aside from that, um, by the time this episode's out, uh, database reviewer applications are actually going to be open. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. I won't show it too hard, but um, you can go to the website slash Discord and go get stuff. I'm not going to lock myself into putting links in the description, but I don't have to. <laughs> go go do that if you're interested. <laughs> um, but yeah, aside from that, uh, I think we're good to get on to the main topic. Um so we've sort of picked out a selection of cards that we think are interesting. A majority of them are commanders, but there are a couple of non-commanders in here, uh, and we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about them. Um, we haven't we haven't done a, a set review in a hot second, so let's let's see if we still got the gist yeah. of things. <laughs> it, but it seems like with forty k, like a lot of these are at least fringe playable competitive commanders. Yeah. so it's it's really cool. Uh, cool. So we'll, uh, I think we'll head right into it. So we're, we're going to start with the commanders and then we'll do the non-commanders afterward. Um, Matt, would you like to start us off? Sure. So this first one, Abaddon the Despoiler, um, correct pronunciations, I hope, uh, yep, two blue, it. black, red, uh, for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature, of course. Um, Astartes, yeah, warrior. Yep, okay, you got sweet. it, yep. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't do 40k. Two for two. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Uh, Mark of the Chaos Ascendant. During your turn, spells you cast from your hand with mana value X or less have Cascade, where X is the total amount of life your opponents have lost this turn. So we've definitely seen a couple commanders with Cascade that have, you know, pretty broken combos. <laughs> Does, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. 99, 98 land Maelstrom Wander. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah that's the good stuff. Um, um, and did I mention Trample? Yeah, the Trample 5-5 five five is actually like a very large part of this card <laughs> honestly yeah. um but yeah it's pretty cool it's got like a it's it's like a yidris except weird <laughs> so like you drop you drop the color that you need the least from yidris in exchange for a larger mm. body a larger body and also the ability to theoretically have it be active the turn that it comes down rather than having to wait a turn to attack, which is sort of neat. So, yeah, I like, I mean, I like the fact that it's ready right away. And you also don't have to rely on combat damage with the address, I think, or is it just attacks? Uh, you just you, you have, have to deal have combat to damage. Yeah, yeah. But in fairness, it is a 5-4 trampler, so it, it yeah. definitely connects. It's uh, going to. I think, like, I think this being on the turn you play it is like very fringe um yeah like so you still need some way to deal damage plus it's five mana and then you're following it up like i don't know maybe you live the dream and you cascade into like uh lotus bloom or something but i feel like a lot of the time you don't um but also like i don't i don't necessarily agree that Green is the color you need least. Yeah, me neither. In right. Idris, say blue. Yeah, like particularly. Yeah. I mean, now, in fairness, I think green might be the color you need the least on Abaddon, but just like right sure. because because like Idris costing four of like four different colored pips to cast, I think actually it sucks. The yeah. green like is super helpful for that, but like it. So I don't think that necessarily translates as well, but. Do you, okay, if if they were the same card except for mana cost, um, do you do you do you like the green or the two better? I think I like the two. I think I mm. like the two marginally better, but I like the green and the being the able to play the green sure. cards in my deck. Sure. Yeah, like, I think I like green basically for 
carpet and dorks, like, just, they seem hard to replace. Also, Noxious Revival is kind of a thing. And Noxious Revival, yeah. Definitely not bad, sure. yeah. <laughs> in in, in Gasgate decks? Pretty good. Yeah. Kind of good. Um... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think we'll probably see this end up in about the same way, in about the same place that Idris is right now. Like, it, it has definite upsides, but it's also, like, yeah, you, you lose you lose a color that has a relatively real impact on the deck, and also it's, like, a mana more, and also, like, I I feel like, for the most part, Idris has sort of been pushed as far as it, it'll go. Actually, I guess you do lose song creativity, or song creation as well, huh? That's what sucks. Um, yeah, I don't know that that's, like, mm. particularly... I don't think it's a backbreaker, but... It's stuff. But yeah, I mean, like, it's it's more Cascade stuff. We have, like, good stuff to Cascade into. I mean, we always did, but we have, like, even better stuff to Cascade into now, so... You just Although, sort of like, with deck. Breach, the... Guy as well, is that what it's called? That, that card, like, always seems better than it is when you're playing it in a shell with Breach. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's yeah. just so rough to have a Yawgrill active in, like, any deck that wants to do Breach stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's um, cool. I think that's about all we got on Abaddon. Uh, I guess we'll go next here with a Marnius Kalgar. Uh, Marnius Kalgar is an Astartes warrior. He costs two white, blue, black to cast, so Esper. Uh, is a 3-5 and has double strike. Uh, has master tactician. Whenever one or more tokens enter the battlefield under your control, draw a card. And has chapter master, pay six generic. Create two, two, two white Astartes warrior creature tokens with vigilance. Um, this is pretty neat. Mm. Uh, I think if we're calling if we're calling Rafine the best Esper commander right now, which I, I I don't think is a stretch. I I think the I I think we I I would I would say Rafine's probably better I'd, than yeah. Sir at the moment. I'd agree um, with that. Yeah. Uh, I I think Calgar actually has arguments for being paired with Zur. I, I don't think it's necessarily quite as good as Rafine, but um, it's definitely got some stuff going on. I mean, so the fact that it is just an infinite mana outlet, so you can pay six, you make two two twos, and then his other ability triggers and draws a card every time you make those tokens. Yeah. Um, so you're basically, like, paying six mana to draw a card, as well as, like, put stuff into play, but six mana draw a card uh, means that you just get to win with stuff like um, really, I mean, well, I, I'm not going to name all the infinite mana combos, but Isa Rev is the big one here. Um, I mean, the I fact mean, that it's all colorless also makes, yeah. like, monolith power artifacts real. Yep. Definitely definitely makes it possible to use that kind of stuff. Mm, um, unfortunately, yeah. you don't have kin and things, but, um, I mean, you could <laughs> potentially run Brings of, Rings of Bright Oath if you wanted to. Um, it that, That's rough, but... I don't know why you'd want there. to, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. not. Um, but I, do, I think the... I think, actually, the more interesting part of this commander than the infinite i mean the infinite mana outlet in esper is definitely like that's a new thing esper hasn't really had a good infinite mana outlet before so um there's definitely space to be explored there i think the more interesting stuff is the the fact that it just like synergizes really well with a bunch of stuff that you were already playing in these colors um like if we look at like other fat esper commanders like tivet um you're already running a bunch of stuff in that deck uh that you're only going to be putting to this deck but marnius just makes you draw a card for them so stuff like smothering tithe turns into pay two mana or I make a treasure and draw yeah, a card. Smothering Tide seems um, insane. So like, okay, but does it run into the problem of like that's too, too much good. and people actually just pay? <laughs> but potentially, yeah. I mean, but you're fine with that though, right? Like people having to pay for their draws return and then you're just like cool, I'll just like keep sinking mana in and beating you to death. If I've um, learned anything playing this game, it's that people don't pay. So Yeah, too. 
Um, yeah. yeah, just play against Linden every time, and there's like no shot he's ever paying. Oh my god, on Riel too. Easy, <laughs> easy. Yeah, not not happening. Um, uh, also, Grim Hireling. Grim Hireling's nuts with Marius Kalgar um, because. Uh, first of all, like, whenever you, like, he makes 2-2 Vigilancers for 6 mana, so, like, you just sort of have, a lot of the time you're just gonna have, like, like a board presence by default here, but also, Marnius has double strike, so even if you just have Grim Hireling and Marnius Calgar out, you're gonna play Grim Hireling, attack somebody, hit them the first time, make two treasures, draw a card, and then hit them again and make another two treasures and draw another card. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you play Grim Hireling, and then it immediately pays for itself, plus draws you two cards on the same turn. Like, with just your commander in play. Um, And then also, like, you know, Bigger Blossom, pretty great. You pay three mana, or pay three life, rather. Draw two cards and make a treasure every turn. Not bad for three mana. Um... And there's also some other interesting stuff. You can do, like, a Monastery Mentor stuff, Sedgemore Witch, uh, for, like, a more strong Monastery deal. Mentor. I'm not sure, how, not sure how, much, how good those are going to be, but, like, I think th there is probably, like, a Mentor build of this out there that you just, like, sort of jam a bunch of, like, token producers in there and just, like, cast rituals over and over and over again until you win. Honestly, the real tragedy, could you imagine if you could put Kikar in this deck? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> every yeah, spell you cast so every okay. non-creature spell draws you a card and makes you a mana <laughs> yeah <laughs> that seems pretty good uh, actually unreal uh, but yeah I, I'm not sure that we missed anything here um, I mean dude your card instructs off Ursus Saga drawing you a card wow oh yeah that is honestly <laughs> pretty hot <laughs> I, I'm down <laughs> it is you cool also like just I mean, it's double strike. You can put a curiosity on him too if you want to. One mana, they can yeah. draw you two cards every time he hits something. I feel like putting a curiosity on my five mana commander is just asking, asking for trouble. For yep. trouble yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. Uh, yeah, the, the, you did mention like you kind of just incidentally, you know, because you're running a bunch of good cards, end up, you know, drawing off, you know, for instance, Urza Saga. That does kind of worry me because like. It does look like a spicy Gilded Drake target. Yeah, that that is that is a big one. Is that like a lot of decks can use this card? <laughs> yeah. So it's like you're definitely you're definitely sort of playing with fire uh, in a similar way that Zur does. But you know, it's like I, it's like it's more explosive than Zur. It's less commander reliant than Zur in a lot of ways. Um, I, I I feel like it's got some stuff. Yeah, it's definitely not as reliant on on being in play, but. Yeah, you kind of do want it to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the story of infinite mana what's everywhere basically. Um, cool. I think we're probably good on Marnius Calgar. Uh, I give this one a solid four out of five. <laughs> we're not doing ratings, but I'll give a rating for this one. Uh, <laughs> Morgan, you want to pick next? Sure. Uh, the next one we have is Magnus Thurid. I know that's not how it's pronounced. I just refuse to accommodate Warham Warhammer players. That's yeah. Magnus, Magnus the Red. Magnus uh, it the is a legendary creature, Demon Primarch. Primarch. It has flying, and it has incident sorcery spells. You cast cost one less to cast for each creature token you control, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you create a three-three red spawn token. So it does. Yeah. It does the the is it discounter thing. It joins. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it's like a weirdly broad category now. Um, it's Mizix. Mizix, uh, uh, Vadric. Is there one more? Uh, oh, Sahili sort of does it. 
like yeah, she, her, yeah, yeah. her uptick it's discounts the next spell. Um, so I mean, I think so... Mizzix is the closest parallel here, and I think one awesome thing that Magnus solves over Mizzix is Clasms. Just not done. <laughs> you do, own you do get to play Clasms, which is pretty hard. And, like yes. I understand you actually get that to play, sure, like... the best tokens you can make are one ones, but that being said, even discounting, even if you have a couple three threes in play because you've connected, like that's still unreal. Yeah, I honestly, you could even like play relatively large wipes too. Like you could play like four damage wipes as well, and yeah. like sort of be okay with it. Like you just sort of left your with your commander open. But, I mean, like, even if you just like you know wipe pre combat, go to combat, hit something, yeah, exactly. pass the turn with all of your spells still discounted by one, like or or like try and do one other thing that makes a token and then storm off with all your spells discounted by two. Yeah, it's not, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh, for the record, there is another discounter. It's Kaza Royal Chaser. Oh, Kaza, <laughs> which, yeah. Which which actually might it's be actually... the closest equivalent because it does yeah. also depend on creatures in play. Um, kind of, you kind of. Oh, is it, yeah, the, the one that taps. I feel like yeah, I remember yeah. you trying to sell me on this, and I I was not buying. <laughs> I I think I think I tried to sell you on it for like a very short period of time in terms of being like a fun deck to try building, and then I tried building it, got fifty cards in, and quit. <laughs> Um, this does seem a tiny little bit better, but that being said, I feel like is it Storm and just the fact that you have to play wheels almost mandatory, like, is gonna be the downfall. <laughs> also, just like, yeah, it's also it costing five and then, yeah, five like, that's, mana that's for a discounter that needs like turns to ramp up is just like so rough. Yeah, I'm actually, you know what, I'm less concerned about getting to like, the right turn these days than I have been, ever. It seems like games are just going a bit longer. I don't know. I mean, it's it's the ramp-up time after it comes down, though, right? Like, unless you, like, stick... Like, unless you're spending time ahead of time to, like, stick a season... Or, like, a young pyromancer or whatever. Yeah. And, like, getting that stuff online and then, like, casting Magnus and having a mana left open to do whatever. But, like, yeah. Well, what else are you doing in... Is it... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true, I guess. With your early turns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the yeah like the the one like the thing is is that like yes the games go longer but like they they might not go longer if you're like tapping out to cast your five mana commander you know like <laughs> yeah like yeah, I'd maybe. be very worried in a lot of pods that like just I die trying to get this into play. Yeah, sure. It's been too... We're testing yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. It's it's. Uh, cool. I yeah. I just realized as well that we sort of we stuck uh we stuck Matt with some of the hard names here, but I I trust in you. <laughs> I I I mean I'm so far. What this I, I next know, one's fine. Two, so. I feel like it's the the one after it is the hardest. Oh uh, sure. Yeah. Megas Lucia Kane. There you go. Boom. Human Tyranid Wizard. <laughs> yeah. Uh one green, blue, red. Uh for a one one. Spiritual leader. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. Psychic stimulus. Add colorless colors. When your next uh when you next cast a spell with X in its mana cost, uh or activate an ability with X in the activation cost this turn, copy that spell or ability. You may choose new targets. Wow. Pretty neat. Uh, pretty Neat. I'm trying to think of some I mean, good X abilities. 
that you would copy. Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, does Cryptic Trilobite have X? No. It costs X to cast, but its ability only costs one to put a counter on it. Right, it's one and tap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess... I don't know. <laughs> Is, are there actually good X abilities, like, at all? Uh, I'm sure we're missing an obvious one. Probably. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go do a scryfall search real quick. Um, okay. Yeah. But there are plenty of good spells with X in their mana cost that you want there, to copy. There are. In fact, there are a lot of good spells with X in their mana cost in uh, Teamer specifically. Um, Teamer yeah. has no shortage of good stuff with variable mana costs. Yeah. Um, oh, um, so candle Candelabra is the big one. Um, candelabra. Can, nice. can, candlestick plus Magnus just is like very large, especially when you have a cradle in play. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. This pretty yeah, heavy, but it definitely it's yeah it's definitely cool that it's in teamer. Um, obviously, doubling up your finales and your cords seems good. Um, yep. Those just win the game in some form or another. Combos. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, there's there's any number of things that you can do with that. Um, I think people are looking at like, uh, Ewit plus uh, Tumor Saber Tooth stuff, um, or like, uh, like you can fit like if you cast X equals three, you can fit a dual caster mage in because you like make make a copy, resolve a yeah. copy, dual caster mage, copy the thing that's already on the nice. stack, and then get more stuff. Um, yeah, which is pretty neat. I am worried though that like you kind of get to that point where it's an untap and win commander, and then it doesn't end up untapping. <laughs> yeah, it's also, like, not particularly bad to Gilded Drake either. <laughs> Again, like, having yeah. a pump every turn is pretty relevant for a lot of decks. Like, if I'm playing Thrasios Timna, I'm, like, snap-taking this because I'm just like, yes, I would like my Timna to grow by one every turn, and then also... Like, if I find my, my finale, attempt. then I just win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I, I think, like, I think that the... the, the Incredibly obvious comparison is Calamax. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. they, yeah. they have yeah, this, no, yeah, yeah. Like, and and I think they look very similar. The yes. more I've like looked at this and seen the list people are coming out with, where like, okay, so both decks combo with Cord, and then like you get Finale, and then I'm looking at Green like Sun Zenith, sort of. Like it doesn't win the yeah, game. Yeah, Green Sun Zenith, like... sort of. And then I'm looking at like the 30 instants I have in Calamax that synergize with it, and I'm like, yeah. huh. And there's like, yeah, sure, I mean, you get to play March of Swirling Mist, but, like, that is get, also get, doubled, like... You get a bunch of strokes. Like, strokes and... But, and like, all Magus the ones are that are instants good, are yeah. doubled anyways. Like, no, no, but, like, Calamax, Magus, Magus, like, she, like, she taps to do yes. stuff, to, like, feed them, right, is the big one. Like, you can, you can, whatever, uh, pull from tomorrow... Pull from tomorrow yeah. for blue, blue, and draw four cards and discard two. Like that's not bad, and then it scales up as you. I mean, like, it's have not play. good though. Like, like, but like, if you have a cradle, oh, that in play, definitely like, scales up, dark, which isn't particularly yeah, for, for sure. To, if like, you're, if you're, but like, I don't know. It feels like a pretty narrow thing where it's like a pretty narrow range where I really care about the extra two. Like, because if if I'm if uh, I'm stroking yeah. for like eight, then I don't care that it's like. You know, the difference between 8 and 10 doubled is, like, who cares, right? Mm. Or, like, sure, 10 is better, but, you know, 8 is often just gonna get you there. Right. And then, like, I don't know, there's no, like, Calamax just... Obviously, you only have one copy of Return of the Wild Speaker, but, like, 
that is <laughs> it's just, that is far good. more yes. efficient than like anything yeah, that's yeah, happening yeah. so I I, th I think there's some differences though in how you build this deck versus how you build Calmax. Like I I feel like you can play Magus in a lot more of a way where the hands can just be like, um, like a like a literal just whack load of mana plus like a single payoff, and then like Magus makes it so that that one payoff is gonna be good enough a much larger percentage of the time. So like I I have this hand that's like nothing but um like dorks a big dork uh maybe like a piece of interaction and then like a huge spell that I can sink mana into, um, and, like, being able to sink that mana plus an additional two mana into a big spell and get the copy, like, very consistently is very nice, whereas, like, I don't know, I've, I, that feels, like, less consistent with Calamax, where, like, you sort of want to be playing the more, like, piecemeal, um, copy small stuff game until you can get the mana online for a big thing. I suppose. Yeah, I but then, then I do think it does just run into the problem Matt outlined of, like, Oh, sure. <laughs> people just aren't going to let you do that. Whereas, like, with Kalamax, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kalamax, like, sometimes he survives because people are like, yeah, I want this Kalamax to help us not lose to, like, uh, I want this Kalamax to help us not lose to, like, the Turbo Nas player. And, like, having double counter spells is really helpful in that regard. But, like, with this, it's like, oh, if they're using it to do anything, then it's just, like, it's just gonna be uh it's just gonna be them winning the game yeah i guess let's i i, I am like passively looking at other x things um there's that, like treasure vaults fine there's that x spell that copies your next spell x times or whatever uh <laughs> Do I have that right wait what <laughs> yeah I thought I, that, I, yeah Anyway, it's just kind of a joke. I don't think you'd actually play it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, you can also... I guess League Guild Mage is pretty hot with it. Because it's copy target instant sorcery spell you control with mana value X, and you can choose new targets for the copies, so, like, you can... Like, you cast, a, you cast any spell, and then, like, sync the rest of it into a League Guild Mage to copy it twice. Pretty hot. Mm. Um, yeah, I didn't, think about look, I didn't think about looking up creatures with X, X in their cost. Yeah, I mean, you get, like, cool. uh, I think you can pay it for Transmute Artifact, too, right? No. Uh, no, Transmute... You could pay, yeah, you could pay for no, Rishi. You can't. Can. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like, there, there's, there's some stuff going on here, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't think it's, like, great, great, but, like, it's, it's good teamer stuff. <laughs> you know. Also, just, like, the, the fact that it's a 1-1 one, one at base is, like, I feel like a version I mean, of this deck that I might like want to build it's would a be hampered by base. Well, I just mean, like, if you're trying to, like, play Clasms or things like that. Sure, but I'm saying, like, it, it makes itself a 2-2 two, two on your first turn, and then, like, the turn after makes itself a 3-3. Three, three. Sure. It does, so, yeah. Um, it's too bad you, can, you can't play Esper Sentinel. Yeah. <laughs> you can play, uh, what's it called, though? The uh, the druid that needs a counter on it to be a big dork? Incubation druid? Yeah, that's, that's kind of hot. That is and also, cool. And also, uh, with uh, Bloom Tender plus this, uh, like, this plus Bloom Tender, Vigian Graph Mage actually makes a fit of mana with that, mm. too. Um, yeah. Like, Vigian Graph Mage plus this and big dorks is just pretty neat as well. Um, I mean, the problem is that... Yeah. You Still need an outlet for that. 
Oh yeah, sir. I'm just saying, like it, like it has it has some interesting synergies. I don't think a lot of them are particularly worth like sinking a ton of time into or a ton of effort into, like just like jamming those into slots. But you know, <laughs> it's yeah. got some stuff. I mean, if you're playing a bunch of extras, then I guess you might just have outlets kind of ready. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe the maybe the way that you're supposed to play this deck isn't doing uh like A plus B creature combo stuff and instead playing like um. Uh, like reality spasm, extra like untap, um, like storm stuff instead. Yeah, admittedly, with untapping it, like that is something it has over Calamax that you can use it multiple times in a turn is kind of nice. Yeah. Although I, so I think like that might be worth exploring instead potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. I th I think that's. It's probably about as much as we have to talk about for insert X teamer spell based commander. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, we'll move on to uh, the next one on our sheet, which is a uh, Gearson Star and Keller Morph. Uh, one okay. blue, red, Tyranid Human, 3 2. Ward 2. For the record, love Ward on Commanders. I, I think Ward on Commanders is awesome. Um, yeah, agreed. I think I I think it's I think it's rough when like you get to the Tivit level where it's like okay, I'm paying an extra three to interact with this. Sure, but I, I think I think it's definitely like it's definitely healthier than Hexproof, where it's like like Narset with Hexproof. I, sorry, I'll I'll finish reading the card and then we can talk about this. <laughs> so here's the Star Calamorph. <laughs> one blue red Tyranid human uh, three two ward two three auto stubs. Whenever another source you control deals exactly one damage to a permanent or player, Kirsten Star and Calamorph deals two damage to that permanent or player. Um, pretty cool. Um, turns yeah. like so, pingers yeah. into bolters, which it's is much more really viable strong. in CDH and EDH yeah. in general. Um, okay. And this is, I guess, yeah. trivia, but I feel like there was some stat where like there was no magic card depicting a gun. Is oh, it, and this, this this might be the first one. Is, is this our first gun? Yeah. Uh, I think Scryfall Tiger can probably do that, right? Uh, I don't know. Stern. Let's see, Scryfall Tiger. Uh, gun artwork. No, there's there's lots uh, of guns. Nope, there's a bunch. There's a bunch <laughs> yeah. of guns. Oh, okay, there's Never a mind. bunch. <laughs> do you consider Goblin Sharpshooter a gun? Uh, no. <laughs> Which is a hammer with a stock and a bunch of scopes. Yeah. Just fantastic. Um. No, but there, there's like, uh... yeah, there's, there's a bunch. Actually, OG Goblin Sharpshooter is just using a uh, revolving machine gun. So okay, uh, never mind. Yeah, just straight up as one. Um, yeah, so Gearson Star is pretty cool. Um, he obviously does. Uh, we're gonna get laughed. At, I'm gonna get laughed at for this, but obviously does stuff with curiosities. Um, <laughs> curiosities are pretty hot with this. Uh, I was talking pre-show. I love that they're printing more commanders that do things with curiosities because I think commanders that do things with curiosities is actually a surprisingly small group currently. Um, I mean, obviously, if you include like stuff like Kedis, then like sure that the list goes a bit deeper. But realistically, we only really have like Vile Smasher and Niv. That's like it, right? Like, pretty much. Bas yeah, basically, all you got like... for like curiosity commanders. So I'm I'm really happy to see them actually like printing more of them that do stuff like this. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Like I think the issue is probably going to be curiosity access here. Just but it. I could definitely see if they print like 
If they printed, like, three more curiosities com tomorrow, there's probably a build of this deck where, like, you just play a bunch of pingers. Like, Thermal Alchemist, uh, there are, like, three other, like, two-mana pings whenever you cast a spell. And then, like, they stack whenever you get them in play. And then, like, you cast a spell, draw three cards, cast another spell, draw another three cards, because Gearson also pings whatever they ping. And then, like, if you have multiple of them in play, you're drawing, like, six cards every time you, you cast a spell. Pretty cool. Also, you get to make one-two punch jokes endlessly. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but yeah, also, like, I think... Do you guys think there's, like, a version of this deck that just does burn stuff? Maybe not CDH, but, like, high power, mid power? Like, you just, like... Sure, like, yeah, high power, mid power. I, yeah. I, was, I, like, have a preliminary list brewed, yeah. and, like, it just... It all felt... Not... Great. You can't. You, know? you can't play damage for CDH. Yeah. 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 It goes like, like oh, nice. I have you... the curiosity. Oh, I don't. Like, I can play a bit of control. I'm like, like cool. Electric yeah, is like a one-sided board wipe. Nice. And then like, oh, I'm playing. Is it? And I don't have card advantage in the command zone. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. The fact that I, I think, I think actually the most compelling thing isn't necessarily the curiosities in CDH, but more the fact that you can just cast an end of festivities that deals three damage. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> like that part's fun. Yeah. That that's the fun part. I think the curiosities you just can't find them consistently enough, which is an issue. <laughs> Maybe if they printed like an artifact curiosity, that might be enough. Yeah, that's what I was always yeah, thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm a little surprised yeah. there's not at least one like equipment curiosity. This one, though, for the record, also does incredibly stupid things with uh, Sigil of Sleep, which, like, Niv doesn't really want to run, and Val Smasher isn't nearly as disgusting with. Um, because if you if you have Sigil of Sleep plus this, plus, like, End of Festivities, you're like, okay, deal one to everything, and then deal two to everything plus you, and anything that's left over gets bounced. <laughs> 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 like I'm going to everything that's three toughness or less dies and then you get to like you, you, everything else you get a single bounce off of which is pretty hot uh, and then pingers obviously just like ruin people's boards like you activate a <laughs> activate a thermal alchemist everybody bounces a creature you do it again everybody bounces another creature just nobody gets to play the game there but, is yeah. there's a card that pings something whenever you cast a uh a non-creature spell. That one's kind of messed up. Yeah, is that a... It's a Firebrand? No, no, no. Uh, wait, yes? Is my popper knowledge going to save me? Wait, what? I think it's common. Firebrand Archer? Yes, Firebrand Archer. Wait. But if you cast a non-creature spell, it deals one damage to each opponent. No, no, no. No, there's a card that pings any target whenever you cast a non-creature spell. Oh, any target. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah, much better. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't hit yeah. everyone, but it doesn't need to. It does the job, yeah. I think probably high power... I, I think we're going to devolve into high power discussion about this card, because, like, CDH is sort of... We're, we're basically just waiting on curiosities so who's got to be good in CDH. Um, but in high power, like, uh, Pyromancer making three ones is pretty hot. Um, yeah. Or, like, equivalent of three ones. Uh, just, like, I don't yeah. know. Like, you can play, like, Caldotha Rebirth to make three ones. The problem with casual, especially going the burn route, is you just can't play any damage multipliers. Like, you just have to deal three to everything. Uh, yeah. Are, aren't there, like, targeted damage multipliers, though? Like, yeah, there's, there's, I think there's, like, 
uh, some equipment or auras that would like. Yeah, I mean, definitely like putting yeah, infection on this dude is pretty hot, right? Like, yes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> in yeah, fact, absolutely. five shot you. Um, just all that kind of stuff. I, I, I think it's interesting. Um, but this one, I'll I'll mark it because I I think I think people I think we should give more more uh. Or at least I, I I don't know I I feel like I I don't give enough insight into the thought process for brewing. Um, this is this is now a card if you're listening and you want to become more of an active brewer or you just have an interest in brewing decks. This is one of those cards that you stick in your filing cabinet in your brain, and now whenever you see a curiosity that gets printed from now on, you're like, oh, I know what this goes in. I now I need to go test that deck to see if that was enough to push it over the edge. Um. That's yeah. just sort of in that filing cabinet now. It's like, okay, if you see your curiosity, you need to go put it in Kirsten Star and, and go test the deck again. <laughs> when the curiosity equipment gets released, this is absolutely just unlocked. Exactly. Especially God, like you can like uh you're in the perfect colors for it too, because you have like Goblin Engineer, you have Welder, you have like all the like welding stuff, plus you have the like artifact tutors and things. That's just like exactly where we want to be. Um yeah, cool. Uh, Morgan, you want to take next? Sure. So next up, we have Anrakir the Traveler. Anrakir? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, probably. Close enough. <laughs> uh, good. Well, I thought you knew all these, Reed. Come on. Uh, so it <laughs> I, is... I never said I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, it is a uh, four and a black for a legendary artifact creature, Necron. And it has, whenever Anrakir the Traveler attacks, you may cast an artifact spell from your hand or graveyard by paying life equal to its mana value rather than paying its mana cost. So, uh, whenever it attacks, you can pay six life and cast Bolus' Citadel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, that's, like... That's about it, but that's kind of good, right? I mean, the, the, tr the true tragedy with this card is that uh, Unmarked Grave can't put Bolus' Citadel in the bin. Truly. <laughs> that's, truly a tragedy. That's basically uh, all, you're, all you're sad about. <laughs> that, is, that is truly too bad. Um, I, it's, it's got stuff. You, you can just, like, you can dump... What's it called? Um... Statue of the God Pharaoh into play, Ward of Bones. Um, I mean, you definitely like, can play Ward of Bones. <laughs> yeah. The, the issue is sort of that, like, you're playing this five mana commander that has to attack, which is, like, realistically only one mana less than a bunch of the stuff you're going to be putting in. <laughs> it is harder so, to counter, and, like, it casts yeah. it from the graveyard, so, like, you can just keep trying. Or, well, yeah. I mean, maybe not with nah, Citadel. You can, you can, yeah. <laughs> like, any of the yeah. stuff that's worth putting in, you get, like, three attempts, and then you die. Yeah. Its strength is also its weakness, because you have to pay yeah. a crap ton of life. <laughs> yeah. Cheat in Possessed Portal? Yeah, I was thinking like, about potentially... Possessed Portal, but I don't even know, like, if that's really that good. Not in this deck, it's not. Well, no. I mean, you do, you can, like, pull, you can recast stuff from the bin to, like, Keep yourself alive a little bit longer. It's just like super rough. You're just like sacking stuff every. Yes, but so just are they. Every turn. I I understand. It's like it's just like when people say like stuff breaks parity on possessed portal. It's like in my opinion, you gotta break parity pretty hard on possessed portal to make it worth playing. Because like it's so hard to guarantee that you're gonna have enough like stuff going on that like you don't really care about throwing away three things before your next turn. Yeah. yeah Actually, sure. is it is it four things? It's four things. Yeah. 
Well, I guess I guess it's three things for Anrakir because you can sack it in the person before your turns thing, and yes. then get it back. Which is turn, like actually like eight kind life of... every time. Yeah, but you you can also <laughs> then like draw draw cards, right? Which is sure, yeah, yeah. Like you would really only have to do that once or twice before you'd sufficiently broken parity that yeah, like, yeah, everyone else would just not have things left. Um, I think I think maybe a direction to go with this one is uh, just self mill potentially. I don't know. Like self mill, buy the something is back. That, like a lot of the there's not like particularly good self mill. Like yeah, in black specific <laughs> as well. Like it's also like, yeah, it's also like don't. It's not like you have a hard time accessing cards in black, specific cards in black. Um, so. I you would be surprised. <laughs> Mono black black has a lot of tutors. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has enough tutors to fill out a deck on its own, <laughs> unless you're like really digging deep for some of them. Well, um, I I, I think I feel like, like that's that's shallower than playing five mana creature that needs to be enabled by self mill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also fair. I I think like the only mono black deck that has anything close. To tutor density required to actually play magic like excluding the tutors in the command zone because I, I think those are just rough because it's just a lot of mana it's like specifically crick and that's just because he makes like five mana tutors actually sort of playable ish um, yeah I guess the, also in the set the one two like the one combo you get is biotransference or whatever the thing that oh yeah right <laughs> so I mean if you I mean if, if it if this for creatures as well, like that, obviously be really good. But yeah. Oh god, Bottom is, is an enchantment too, so you can't even get it back with it. It is an enchantment. <laughs> can't yeah. even can't even cheat it. That's uh, rough. Uh, oh. Yeah, honestly, I feel like the deck also just kind of suffers from a lack of like a lack of good artifact or not good artifacts, but like. Artifacts Stuff that you want to cheat in. That's worth no, no, like it, playing your five mana thing in a Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> artifacts that, that actually justify like the hoops you're jumping through. Instead like, of just like casting them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like oh, I could I could jump through all these hoops to cheat in this God Pharaoh statue, or I could just pay one more mana and get it a turn earlier. <laughs> like, you know, going off like even and I think that's like a general problem, not even just in this, because like <clears throat> In no ban list, like, people play Tinker, but, like, they're mostly just getting Time Vault with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, you know, the the flexibility on a card like Tinker to get whatever's three better. Mana Citadel is pretty three, good. Three mana Citadel or three mana Pension, whichever is better, is, like, obviously extremely strong. But, like, I mean, you don't have Pension in the format with the ban list. So it's only Citadel, and, like, Citadel is also a lot better in no ban list than it is in the regular format, because, like, you play a lot less lands and you have, like, Moxon and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so like... I, I've never been too impressed by it um, in traditional ban list. I, I think, I like, honestly, the, the biggest thing it, the appeal it has to me is just that, like, it's quite hard to counter, but that's, like... Yeah, as as like giant haymakers go, I think the artifact ones are substantially less powerful than the creatures or the enchantments. Also, I guess randomly you can break parity on winter orb and static orb if you have a sack in play. 
Oh god. Yes. This is though. If you have one of the like three black guards that let you sacrifice artifacts. KCI, there's the creature, the two meta creature that I play in a Sarak that does it. Um, Priest of Grass? No, Priest of. It's Priest of Gix, right? No. No, it's not a priest. It's. Something of Gix? I'm. Oh, yeah, this is bothering I'm gonna look in the this. background. You guys keep talking. I'll come back with a revelation when I get there. They don't even have to be free outlets. I guess it breaks parity while with smokestack. I don't know. Priest of Yogmoth. It is oh, it's Yogmoth. Okay. Yeah, it's Yogmoth. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I'd rather play Silas. <laughs> or just, just like anything that actually breaks parity on the Torment Static no, Orb. We no, have no, like no. three of them at this point. You get your curiosities, I get breaking parity with Static Specs, okay? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, next, uh, Matt, if you want to get this, speaking of self mill. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, Trazen the Infinite. Uh, four uh, Black Black for a 4 6 Death Touch. Uh, Prismatic Gallery. As long as Trazen the Infinite is in your battlefield, or is on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities in of all in your battlefield. It has <laughs> all activated games. abilities of all artifact cards in your graveyard. Infinite, indeed. Yeah, um, I think there. I think there's already a. I mean, there's a buried alive win. I think as long as yeah. they're not summoning sick, right? Yeah, there are some cool things in here. You actually, it's actually you have one that doesn't even require not being summoning sick. You can just bury it alive. Uh, um, Phyrexian Delver plus or Phyrexian um Devourer plus yeah. Walking Ballista, and just sort of murder oh. people with that. Um, yeah. if you have enough CMC left in your deck, you which, believe, I mean, you're in mono black, you probably do. I I feel like that deck probably just has like enough fat in the main that you can probably yeah. That's definitely a win condition. I, I'll happily let. People play out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta count. What was it, Morgan? We played a game recently where you did that to somebody, right? With a chainer and uh. No, no, it was um, someone. Yeah, like you stole somebody's. Was yeah, it Phoenix? Yeah. No, no, it was it was um. Oh, was it? Uh, so it was someone from playing with power. I want to say we were playing with playing with power, and uh, I was playing Rafine. And they they buried alive their necroticus. Oh yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> I went cool. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Reanimate your necroticus. Murder you. <laughs> it was close Rufine, though. It was. Rufine it was definitely a deck that can do that, but it was like surprisingly close. Well, it was like because I drawn I drawn like I had I think I had one of the turn spells in my hand, and I drawn like a bunch of the three drops because I think the total CMC of the deck was like one forty, and I was like. But yeah, it was it was uh, kind of funny. Like, and like, cause yeah. I was like, I'm definitely gonna get there. I was so confident, and then I was down to like six cards, and I was like, okay, I'm still not there. This is moderately concerning. And I, then I, I think did you know, something like ten damage over or something, which like yeah. very easily could have been like two turns away from you just not getting there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I've actually sort of been interested in this dude too, though, just because like you also have. You also have a lot of other, like, really, really weird stuff with Mesmeric Orb, um, specifically, where, like, obviously if you have, like, mm. Basalt Mesmeric Orb, like, that just mills your deck, and then, like, you have the rest of the activated abilities of 
stuff in your graveyard, which I'm, I'm assuming you're going to be able to get there. Like, I'm, I'm assuming this deck... Well, you need the Mesmeric Orb in play, right? In play. Not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sorry. Like, I'm saying, like, sorry. It does it does cool stuff with the Mesmeric Orb if you can get the Mesmeric Orb in play. Um, but, like, so, assuming you can piece together a win out of the graveyard somehow, um, there is really interesting stuff with, with Mesmeric Orb. Um, just because you... There are a lot of things... So, obviously, there are a lot of things that tap for multiple mana in the format. Um, so, like, just monoliths, crypt soaring, that kind of stuff. Um, there are also a relatively large number of pieces that you sort of would be playing anyway in a lot of cases that let you untap Trazen. Um, so, you can sort of, like, piece together your own Basalt monolith, too, in a lot of cases, where, like, okay, I have, like... Staff of Domination is a bad example because it's just sort of outlets anyway with a retrofitter like foundry the Mesmeric Orb, but like retrofitter foundry, um, Grim Monolith with like a with like a Chromatic Orrery. I'm not saying that you would play Chromatic Orrery, but like like that kind of thing where it's like Mania okay, I have I have this I have this effect that untaps in my graveyard, I, and I have this effect that makes a lot of mana in my graveyard. I'm going to tap and untap Traz in a bunch, and then like mill myself out and then kill you. Um, Chromatic Ori definitely doesn't seem that bad, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like, I, I I, might actually be down with Chromatic Ori in this deck, too. Just, like, dump it, and then you have a Chromatic Ori in play. Um, but there's also, like, there, there's a bunch of that kind. I'm, I'm blanking on a bunch of the cards, but, like, uh, um, there's also, what's called called, um, the other guy, Pay2, Untap, make a thing, Pillapala. Pillapala, yeah. Yeah, so you can, like, Pillapala plus... Uh, like any big rock will make infinite mana. Oh, hilariously, uh, you can't. Uh, you can't even respond, right? That's all mana. That's yeah, all it's all mana abilities. abilities. Yeah. yeah. Hilariously, um, honor worn Shaku. Yeah, it goes uh, infinite on its own just, with the just... <laughs> with the mesmeric orb. I will tap this to make a mana and then untap it. <laughs> or sorry, no, 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 I'll wait. Yeah, you just tap it, to untap it, right? I'll tap this to untap itself. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. It's just I, I I think I think aggressively tutoring for Mesmeric Orb is probably going to be the way to go with this. Um, if I had uh, to take a shot in the I dark, I love that in a breach dominated format. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe maybe this is a deck where you just play Leyline of the Void. <laughs> just Leyline of the Void, Mulligan do it every time, and then put in Mesmeric Orb and play and hope to get there. I'm not I a, mean, I'm not a that rules said, expert, but I feel like there's some. Somewhere in the rules that prevents you from equipping equipments, right? From your graveyard. Like uh, no, it's just uh, it to itself. Creatures can't be attached to things. Is the rule yeah. that will oh. get in your way there? Yeah, that blocks it. So I turn it into a non-creature, and then I can start equipping. Yeah, there you go. It too. You can put a swift perfect. reconfiguration on it, and then <laughs> it yeah. is a vehicle, but you can also attach it to things, right? <laughs> Does that work? No, is it? I, I think you actually ha might have to have the aura or equipment type line to be attached yeah. to things. I think. I we're going to get we're going to get judges yelling at us. That's fine. Actually, please do yell at us because I'm actually sort of interested in that. Or, or I could just look up the rules. And yeah, no, the rules on attach yeah. say it has to be an aura equipment or fortification. Oh, right. The, the famous third attachable type. <laughs> There's only one, right? Yeah, <laughs> Darkstool Garrison. Uh, um, cool. Well, I think that's all the commanders that we had laid out. Uh, I don't think we missed any, but uh, if we did, you can 
come back and yell at us. Although, we're not going to rectify it. <laughs> we're just going to keep moving. Um, uh, so I guess moving hmm. on. Yes, that was wrong. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continuing the episode. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're going to get into some of the regular cards uh, in the set here that we sort of picked out and thought were neat and uh, are just going to go through real quick. Um, first one up, we have uh, Exalted Flamer of Sneech, uh, which is a two blue red demon, two four. Sorcerer's Inspiration, at the beginning of your upkeep, return an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard to your hand. That alone is already, like, pretty hot. Um, and then we also have, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, it deals one damage to each opponent. Um, Guess what? Combos with curiosity. Does do things with curiosity, although <laughs> I think this, this might be, like, the one time I've actually thought that, like, a creature that does things with curiosity is good enough for, like, a main deck with, uh, like, decks that are already playing curiosities. Um, just because the fact that every upkeep you get an instant or sorcery back is just, like, massive. That is really like, good. Like, that's, that's, that's so good. And if, even like, if it has, like, just bad text, at least it draws you three cards. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's just, like... Yeah, like you just you're fine having this in play as a format of thing, and then when you dr do draw the curiosity, it turns into the pinger thing. Um, and it's actually really important that it like it gets back instant and sorceries at random rather than just like cards, because I feel like I feel like it's very common to have garbage of basically every other card type in your graveyard at random points in a game, except specifically like instants and sorceries. I feel like instants and sorceries are cards that sort of by virtue of you putting putting them in your deck are cards that you want to be casting. At like most points in the game, yeah. So being able to get it, like get those back specifically. I mean, yeah, definitely like, not I, getting I lands like... back is good. I think like I'd yeah, fine getting like creatures and artifacts and stuff back, but sure, yeah, yeah. That being said, it's also like, yeah, yeah. I guess if it like included all of those, that'd be fine. But I, I think it's nice to have like some amount of consistency as well, or like sort of like. It it is random, but it's also like you can sort of it's tailor not that it pretty random, easily. Sure, yeah, it's not that random. Like you can sort of tailor it depending on what you want to put in your bin, um, slash what you're casting. So I think, uh, I I actually think Curious Control might even want to test this in the current configuration. I think a lot of them are already on Nivmizit. Um, I think this is actually like very playable. I'd probably play this over Rashmi. Uh, I mean. The deck cut crashed me a long time ago, but I, I, I think that this is probably actually worth consideration just because it's it produces value in a different way. Like, it, like giving you back stuff that you already spent in that deck is, like, super high quality. Seems um, good in Gearson. Yeah. And also maybe just Nibmizit. Maybe just put this in Nibmizit, too. That, that potentially might be a thing. Um, but yeah. Morgan, you want to get the next? Sure. Next up, we have Company Commander. Uh... It casts for two white-black. It's a human soldier, uh, and it has, when company commander enters the battlefield, create a number of 1-1 one, one white soldier creature tokens equal to the number of opponents you have, and whenever company commander attacks, creatures you control gain death touch until end of turn, and it's a 2-4. So it's kind just, uh, just makes a whole, a whole whack of death-touchy attackers. Which is potentially oh. extremely... <laughs> that wasn't the opener that I was looking for. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought the opening that I, the opening that I was looking for is this is a great Najila card. <laughs> oh, sure. Yes, that is. <laughs> and then Oops. we can get into the rest. Right. <laughs> there you yes. go. You want to you walk that one back yeah. and I'll do the intro of course, again? Sure. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, this just uh, obviously is a 
fantastic Najila card. Makes a whole bunch of uh, of one ones, and they all have death touch. Unfortunately, they're not warriors, but you know, it, not every Najila card can be perfect for Najila. So, like, <laughs> I assume Najila pilots will be happy with what they've got here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Pongo's gonna be so mad. Oh, he's gonna be. It's it's glorious. Um, yeah, I mean, Timnadex, huh? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I feel like, I, uh, maybe, maybe specifically, it's no Wingcrafter. It is no Wingcrafter. It's also no Loyal Apprentice in a lot of ways. But I mean, no. honestly, it seems like a good way to break through the mid range matchup. To be honest, I mean, it's it seems really good in Tana Timna. Actually, IMO, um, like giving Tana Death Touch, and the tokens that she makes Death Touch is like really That's nice. Good. Uh, and then also coming along with like additional attackers, um is pretty hot i guess like the the answer to that question though is that like why aren't you just playing orin frostfang instead um which yeah. i mean i don't know if it's an instead i think well, you just play both <laughs> <laughs> you just jam both <laughs> suddenly blood pot is all mean, range slots yeah i don't know like what <laughs> what their slot you know pressure is like but it seems like a fun one to try <laughs> did, yeah. did you have any other specific stuff, Morgan? Not Morgan really. No. A Rafine or something? No. Uh, no. I think I think like <laughs> it's so much worse than like Adeline, right. and Adeline is a fantastic card in Rafine, but it already feels like rough having like a three mana amplifier, and that right. works same turn, right? Because the trigger is when you attack, whereas yeah. this creates a I bunch of summoning sick it. things. Yeah. And, like, you don't need Death Touch because your stuff just gets big. Yep. And or you pitch <laughs> and, a wonder. Easy clap. Yeah, I was about to say. And, and or they just fall up flying. Yeah. Uh, cool. Sure. Matt? Let's move on. Um, Chaos Mutation. Three blue-red instant. Exile any number of target creatures controlled by different players. For each creature card exiled this way, its controller uh, reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a creature card. Um, they put that card on the battlefield, and then they put the rest on the bottom of the library in a random order. So, instant speed, polymorph, for yourself and also for your opponents. If you want to. If you'd like them to, yeah. Um, Which, I feel like there's usually a good reason to just tack on a oh, bunch yeah. of, a, a couple extra creatures. I mean, nuking an Archon is pretty hot. Uh, obviously, oofs for these kind of decks. Um, yeah. More polymorphs. Always nice. Uh, I yeah, think absolutely. I think uh, honestly, Rog or Rog Malcolm, yeah, Rog Malcolm is getting like closer every day. Rog Malcolm, a deck that actually exists. I feel like it's just uh, such a hard sell over. It is a hard sell over uh, Thrasios Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, yeah or you know what? Thras Rog. Or, or sorry, Thras that's Malcolm. what I mean. Thras Rog, Thras Rog, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think also like Thras Rog is. In the midst of getting there, um, potentially the I think the best place for Thrasrog to get to is getting to a place where you don't have to play Oath of Druids anymore. Um, I feel like that deck is sort of like leaning on just like having a bunch of like polymorph density and just being able to go for it a bunch. Uh, 
and oath is just sort of part of that package but it's not something that you actually particularly enjoy having to actually play just because you know conditions stuff can go pretty wrong you have to wait a turn cycle etc etc um so yeah more polys always nice uh is anybody here like playing polydex right now i don't think so right i was actually thinking about sleeving up rock thrasios not gonna lie oh cool um it wasn't too long ago i think it was around the, t the same time i was making the decision about uh playing uh songs black pod but decided to go yeah, with a yeah. different deck you definitely should, because that means that we can all have teamer control decks <laughs> put together, and they'll all be different. Uh, yeah, and then we'll uh, move on to the next one, then. Uh, this one is Vexilus Praetor. Uh, three and a white for a Custodes Warrior. Uh, three, four, Flash, Vigilance, and Aegis of the Emperor. Commanders you control have protection from everything. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an ability. <laughs> that's yeah it's a bit of one and so um, protection from everything doesn't protect you from wraths but yeah which is unfortunate but also who plays wraths in this day and age <laughs> it's all marches and you can't march out commanders with this in place so no. get wrecked nerds um but it does yeah, I'm not, let I'm not, you connect yeah i'm not very sure freely i'm not sure if this has much of a place anywhere but uh or at least currently but it definitely has potential <laughs> uh wouldn't be surprised if it goes in well i wouldn't be surprised especially if this one goes in stuff that charles plays um in terms of other things not so sure but uh seems okay in agila to be honest <laughs> makes some chill unblockable yeah not bad. It's, I mean, it is actually a warrior. It, it's a lot of mana. It is and a yes. lot. It's I feel a like a lot of people I've seen talking about this card, like, like four mana. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just good enough that you just sort of slam it whenever you have it. Um, but like, yeah, certainly trying to hold it up to blow people out is is. I don't think no, that's no, no, no. No, I think you just play it. You slam it as as early as you I, can. I I think that again. I think that only happens in like mono white or white green, <laughs> like the holding up meta to slam it because it's like one of those things where it's like okay, I'm out of things to do. My like I don't really have efficient mana sinks, so we're just gonna hold this one until somebody tries to remove my problem maker. Yeah. Uh oh, um, maybe I'll maybe I'll try it in Holland. Just... People, people... <laughs> just get, that's that's so rude. <laughs> people kill um, them a lot, and I want them to stop. So you know, I think I think probably if this is going to see play anywhere in high color lists, I actually do think that like the places where it's going to see play are decks that want the unblockable part of protection from everything. Yeah, kind of seems um, hilarious and like Ishai. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the exactly that kind of thing, right? Where it's like. Like, you want the protection, but the default mode is, like, I, I, I need the unblockable from this, and then the protection is gravy. Um, or, like, rather, I guess a better way to put it is, like, the, the unblockable is the primary reason why I want this in play, so, like, I'm encouraged to play it, like, earlier, and then, like, the protection from everything is, like, super nice as additional protection for the thing that it wants to get through. But yeah, still doesn't protect against Psychrift. Sucks to suck. <laughs> I are we ever gonna get more installation against Psychrift for like low color white stacks? I mean, because like 
our only the only coverage that you have right now is just prelate and uh chalice right for the most part or archon too i guess but yeah i guess yeah, i guess so <laughs> basically yeah. i don't know it's just like it, like it just that it's like we have we have patches that like cover that hole a bit but like i i feel like we're still very much in a place where you can't cover all of the board wipes at once and like that that's a pretty large issue when people are playing a variety of things including like psychrift dam toxic deluge which you need like different things to color to cover all those things right yeah 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 anyway morgan uh you're next this is the <laughs> last card on our current list and yeah. it's by far the best one yes. uh, honestly in the entire set uh do you want to you want to read off the name for this one? Yeah, because uh, so I, I think it really just speaks for itself. I mean, you can read the rest and then end on the name. I don't, I, anyway, it's your it's your call. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah let's, let's right. do some sure. suspense in here. So uh, this is a, uh, a a demon. It casts for three and a black, uh, and it has yeah. jolly gut pipes, uh, which is two <laughs> tap sacrifice a creature. The next creature spell you cast this turn has cascade, and it's a three three. Uh, and this card is named Sloppity Bile Piper, which um, the the text of the card is not super important. I think the primary use case we're going to see for this is to name it off demonic consultation. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> really, like I there there is not a better name for demonic consultation. Um, I think this one is just strictly correct. It's, I don't know. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Sloppity Insert uh, uh, that. That was my high school nickname. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Just slopping those bile pipes. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I think I think that's it. That's that's all we got. Um. Some some interesting stuff in this set. Uh. I'm, I'm interested to see how it sort of goes. I I don't think there's any like. There's not really any, like, staple stuff that, like, is going to ruin the format, which I'm pretty happy about, but it, it's, like, just a bunch of just neat things. It's, like, interesting cards with, like, I think explicitly interesting designs. Even the stuff that we don't have here, um, a lot of it is, like, interesting, not necessarily powerful, but interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I'm just personally most excited for Magnus, because, I don't know, somewhere in my heart I have a spot for... Is it Storm decks? <laughs> so I'll probably give that one a try. Yeah, just jam it. Yeah. See if Lyndon Lyndon explicitly does not enjoy the uh the storm part of visit. He enjoys the grindy into nothingness well, part of visit. So really, <laughs> not sure we'll see. Or does he specifically it. not enjoy the like? Um. Oh God. Underworld breach. <laughs> Oh my god! Does he not <laughs> yeah. specifically not enjoy the underworld think, breach math? Because I can't imagine I, anyone liking that. I I think Lyndon just doesn't like winning the game. He likes playing the game. Well, true. <laughs> so. That's fair. I mean, well, he proves no, respect at, uh, at chaos. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no shade for me. You know, I love myself a good uh good seaborn muse circle jerk session. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, nice. <laughs> uh that's our that's our main topic uh let us know if you're excited for anything else from the set that we didn't cover because uh, there's definitely some good stuff in here uh, but, but just know that on. if we didn't cover it then that means it's not cdh viable so just yeah exactly and that's yeah. just like objective truth like you just 
that's not even coming from our mouse. That's just sort of, sort of how it is. We're just don't shoot the messenger. Um, yeah, you can also anyway. take the inverse, which means that everything that we've said absolutely has a place in CEH. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should really get familiar with these cards. They're sticking around. Uh, but closing out, moving on to everybody's favorite section of the podcast. Get check. Get check. Get check. Well. Today's gut check is sponsored by your favorite backup gut checker, myself. <laughs> um, and unfo- unfortunately, I couldn't even think of a choose X, uh, the top X, Y. But I, so I have another one, which is what old slash unfavored deck do you think has the most legs in today's meta? Ooh, that's an interesting one. And this 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 one was specifically inspired by um, the cash cards uh, winner being. Yeah, Teferi. I mean clearly it's just Teferi. Uh... <laughs> it's just the answer. It's just Teferi. I will not be putting that as my answer, to be fair. But uh, definitely inspired the the question. Oh, you know, uh, ooh, uh, I, mm, I guess the it could be an archetype like... too. I guess. Not just yeah. Okay. All right. I. I... I got one, and then we'll see if the rest of the pod accepts this one. Otherwise, I'll uh, we'll rewind and do another one. I guess. Sure. No worries. Yeah, I think I've got mine. I'm not. Uh... It kind of depends on what count as like unfavored or old. Like a potentially like a deck that it's clearly seen better days in regards to popularity. If it's All always right. been fringe, then it's then that doesn't count. No, I've got one. Okay, do we all have the same answers to the question? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I feel like Matt, do you want to lead off? There's a decent chance of reading I have the same answer. Yeah, yeah, I can read read a... Yeah, sure. Uh, I just put Food Chain Sliver. <laughs> My answer is also food chain. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, we all have the no. same answer. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now let's do the second most. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it is. It is now turned into the, the end best Y. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. The second um, with the second most legs. Second most legs. Uh. Well, now it's Teferi. No, I'm just kidding. Uh. Yeah. Right. Um, thinking for a quick sec. Uh, mana did not <laughs> <laughs> stop. <laughs> well, we, you really gonna have to cut that one. Yeah, right? was, we're gonna have to cut. Like, we're gonna have to mute this entire section now. Uh, although I guess do you mute this anyway? Probably. We'll just mute up to whenever we start answering. Okay, I got mine. This one's actually not as hard as I was as as I would expect. Are you guys you guys ready? Not uh, quite. Uh, the most. See, I, I feel like I feel like I'm like struggling. I have like. You know, like, there's a bunch of things that I think have more legs than the things I'm thinking of, but, like, are also not, like, as fringe now or haven't fallen as far or whatever. So, like, it's kind of a weird... There is definitely a deck that was once 
much more popular that I don't think has necessarily gotten like worse proportional to its unfavorability. I think it definitely stands out. Can I can oh. I say Tassiger or will Sinestra yell at me? <laughs> uh, honestly, just jam it. You can commit um, to that. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, I, I I got one. I got one. Shall I lead us off then? Sure. Yeah. Kess. Ooh, that is <laughs> hilarious because my answer isn't specifically Kess, but it's don't very say, closely. Don't related. say Jaleva. <laughs> no, no, no. So it's not Jaleva. My my answer is actually uh, I think Grixis twin is actually like still yeah up sure. there in terms of viability. Like I don't I don't think it's necessarily better than the current Grixis stuff. But I think that, like, Grixis Twin is actually still very much viable. Um, like, it's pretty small package. It's, like, relatively insulated win cons from a lot of the stuff that you typically lose to in Grixis. Works well through Rule of Law. Um, fits pretty nicely into a lot of those decks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd play it, but I think it still probably has legs. Yep, nice. I, mean, I mean, yeah, I, 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 like, thought about Kess, but I guess she didn't, like, quite clear my, my like, lower bound of, like, like, has she fallen far enough? Um, right. And mine is, uh, is Tassiker. Um, <laughs> like, I, I get that, like, you know, I feel like it suffers a lot from just kind of being worse than Thrasios <laughs> Timna in a lot of ways. But, like, certainly every, you know, every spicy seven drop, I'm like, yeah. So Tassiker, though. <laughs> I definitely feel like Neoform Tasker even like at the time of Neoform's printing wasn't popular enough for how good that interaction is. Or so maybe is, it's just because like the good seven drops just came by now, but I don't know. Maybe I pick a different Sultai deck and I say uh Thrasios Nadir. That deck is still fine and it went from having one person who played it to zero, so <laughs> <laughs> You've already said food chain. <laughs> yeah yeah, but like that deck was barely a food chain deck. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine uh, playing Food Chain and using Razaketh as your outlet. Just amazing. Top tier. <laughs> uh, all cool. right, cool. Um, we do not have a listener question this episode, but this is now a reminder to go leave listener questions for next episode. I know we missed an episode, but go do that because <laughs> more sections of the show and you get free shoutouts and stuff. You don't, you don't even have to become a patron and read your name off on a podcast. Imagine that. But, like, you um, should become a patron. You yeah, just don't have to. You still should, to be clear. You just don't have to. This is all free. Uh, and that about wraps it up for this episode. Uh, if you guys would like to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter at IntoTheNorthPod, via our email at IntoTheNorthPodcast at gmail.com, or on our Discord server, the invite link for which can be found in the description for this episode. An extra special thanks to all of our patrons who have covered the expenses for our show and allow us to work towards improving the quality of the podcast. If you, too, would like to become a patron, we are at patreon.com slash IntoTheNorthPodcast. Another way you can support us is via our TCG player, TCG player affiliate link. Holy moly. Anytime you want to purchase something from TCG player, you use our affiliate link, which is in the podcast and YouTube description. A portion of your purchase goes towards supporting the podcast. Thank you, as always, to the band Vox Cadre for our lovely podcast music and to Nate Slover for our equally lovely podcast logo. Next episode will be out in two weeks. Till then, see ya.